0: Hello my friends, welcome back to the Awakening Artist Podcast, where creative minds can come together and discuss a variety of topics relating to higher creativity, spirituality and healing, and entrepreneurship for artists. My name is Dana Wilcher, I am a visionary artist and creative guide, and this podcast is a space for you to find artistic inspiration, get to know yourself and heal on a deeper level, and to laugh, cry, and get creative. Join me every week for new episodes. Let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome back. In this week's episode, we are going to be talking about how your deepest pain births your greatest gifts and how even the deepest traumas can really become the key to unlocking your superpowers and your creativity. So it's going to be a really deep episode today. Let's dive in. It feels really good for me to be sitting here talking to you guys again. It's been a few weeks since I've released an episode and definitely I've gone longer than I wanted to with releasing a new episode, Um, I went on a beautiful trip out to the East Coast and then I got back and I had a lot to integrate and I got sick for a week and had so much to catch up on (laughs) and now I'm preparing for a three-week road trip down to Sedona and New Mexico. So I just felt really inspired today to come and kind of dive in with you guys about this topic before I go. And this topic is something that is really near and dear to my heart because as much as it would be like just fun and amazing and all of the things to to say like as artists that our creativity just you know floats down from the ethers and we just you know find our our creativity and our artistry because we just love creating. I think for some people it's like that but for myself and a lot of artists that I know especially artists who are On the awakening journey spiritual artists a lot of times our art and our creativity it comes from a really really deep place within within our emotions and our experiences that often comes from how we've learned to cope from trauma and so to dive into this topic more with you guys you know, I want to just start by by sharing my personal journey with this concept. So, if you guys have listened to my first episode of how I became a spiritual artist, you'll know that I experienced a lot of trauma growing up. Sexual abuse, physical and emotional abuse, both of my parents, God bless them, you know, like I've said they they were doing their best. They were both alcoholics. They had a lot of unhealed pain and you know unfortunately as a child I my soul chose to come into a family that had this uh, this heavy karma that had been carried through in many many generations as I'm sure a lot of you can relate to and you know I chose to come in and incarnate into a lot of uh, karmic density. There was a lot of beauty in my childhood and growing up off the grid up in the mountains and just the the many artists in my family you know there's so much beauty and there was a lot of pain and a lot of confusion for me when I was younger and you know my father passed away when I was 10 which I you know had a very complicated relationship with him. I grieved his death for many many years he was like my best friend but also he had been my abuser and so after he passed away you know when I'm entering into my my teenage years I had a lot of confusing emotions I felt like I didn't know who I was I didn't know my identity which I feel is very common you know for for kids teens trying to figure out who we are but I feel for me it was really um it was really uh, intense because I had so much repressed trauma and shame and fear, and I never felt normal. And I didn't even know what normal was supposed to feel like. And so, you know, my, my mom, she, she had a lot on her plate after my dad passed away. She, you know, was now a single mother with two young kids. Uh, Trying to provide for us and she was a full-time artist as well with her stained glass art a commission artist And so she was trying to provide for us do the best that she could to Make ends meet for us Um, But that being said she wasn't really emotionally present for me in a a lot of ways Um, And so And my sister also was just, you know, doing her best with everything we were navigating together. She was my rock in a lot of ways, but she was a very practical person. And so me being a very sensitive, artistic kid, I didn't really know what to do with that. I didn't really know, like, how to cope and process my emotions. And, you know, I grew up in this log cabin up in the mountains it felt like a different world because then i would go down into town i would go into school and it felt like i was going into this normal world with my friends and school and all of this stuff but i didn't really know like how to act who i was i just i didn't understand all of the complexity of my emotions and so i became a target for a lot of bullying and just you know, because for me, I've just, I've always had a very strong moral of do no harm. And so I wouldn't retaliate. I I didn't have the worthiness yet to stand up for myself. And with all of the trauma and the pain that I had experienced, it made me a bit of a target. And so I didn't really feel safe to be myself anywhere. Like, I would go to school, I was trying to figure out who i was i was just trying to fit in it's like i would wear this mask i I formulated a very strong mask a very strong facade to keep me safe you know i formulated this mask that i thought my family wanted to see that my mom wanted to see you know that my teachers that my school and my peers wanted to see of like you know this pretty happy popular girl doing sports and who's nice to everyone who's never a burden for anyone or really showing her emotions but deep down I was very confused I had so much emotion and maybe you guys can relate to this in a certain way as an artist as you know a kid if you grew up with a lot of trauma how we just we try to find different coping mechanisms to survive we try to formulate different masks to to be safe and So it was like I was constantly living with this mask, this inauthenticity, but at least it was keeping me safe. And so I would wear this mask at home, I would wear this mask at school, and it didn't feel like I really had anywhere that I could be myself except for my time with my art. You know, my mom is a stained glass artist. She had this art shop connected to our property. And so every day after school, you know, I would come home and put on a big smile and just say, like, yeah, school was great. My studies are going great. Everything's great, right? And then I would go into the art studio. I would turn on my music. I would close all the doors and the windows and lock out the world and turn my phone off and just pour myself into my art. Just, it, it was really like a coping mechanism for me growing up. And even before, you know after the age of 10 when my mom had really built this this um studio on our property before that it was really the same thing but I would just be in my room I would just find a corner of my room set up all of my art stuff and just pour myself into it and and so it it was really my only way to be present to be um to find a sense of empowerment and identity and it was the only way that I knew how to express who I really was and you know a lot of these sessions for me painting especially when I was a teenager and I would go into the art shop it was intense in there you guys it was dark it would be like the most intense sad angry music playing I'd be crying I would be just pouring myself into my art because it was the only thing that I had to, to really, like, feel connected to my soul and to my heart, you know. And so I would pour myself into it for hours. Something that is a, you know, difficult part of my journey, but, you know, that goes hand in hand with the pain is I would also self-harm. So just finding any way to feel emotion, to feel emotion that could just be mine that could just be safe to express you know and so after these sessions were complete I would clean everything up close the door to the studio uh, put my mask back on and go back into this this world and this life that I had found myself in and so you know that time was a really difficult period for me and it it's, like, interesting to talk about because it brings back almost like this nervousness, this um, this pain that I had felt when I was younger that I was just coping with. Um, but it's really healing to talk about. And, and I know a lot of you guys can probably relate to this. And so, you know, as I grew up and I went through all kinds of <laughs> trials, tribulations crazy shit it was like I lived three lifetimes between you know the time I was a teenager and the time I was like 22 and um my art was always a constant in my life it was always something that stayed with me that that spoke to me that I could speak the language of my soul through without words without having to be anything for anyone and so now as an adult with my, my practice, with my art, and all of the healing that I've done around my art, my creativity, my trauma, I really see looking back how I would not be the artist that I am today had it not been for the trauma, for the abuse that I experienced. If I didn't have all of those complex emotions driving my desire to create, then I probably just like would have been a normal kid and not really like felt the call to have something that I could express myself through in this way. So looking back, I really see that it was my greatest gift in my creative journey. And another thing that I was thinking about when it comes to the the gifts that have opened up from the trauma, you know, and this one isn't quite as related with my art, but it, I mean, <laughs> it affects every level of my life and my artistry. Is the this psychic sensitivity and this empathy and this awareness that I've developed, and this um, kind of like this ability to go and e- even through plant medicine journeys and things like that to navigate these different realms, just the awareness that there is more to this reality than we see and feel concretely in front of us. And looking back and reflecting on how this developed and these heightened instincts that I've formulated, which is a core aspect of my art and my creativity, is honestly all of the time spent out of my body as a kid. You know, when I experienced a lot of really gnarly trauma and abuse from my dad, there was no safe place for me to be other than to float out of my body. And this may be kind of deep and intense and, you know, my heart goes out to you if you can relate to this, but it, there wasn't really a safe place for me to be within my body. And so I got really used to kind of floating above my body and like navigating these other realms of, of existence and you know also with what my parents were navigating a lot of times it felt like walking on eggshells and it felt like just ticking time bombs were waiting to go off and so I developed a really keen instinct of like allowing my intuition To kind of like seep out away from me, to feel into a situation if it was going to be safe, to feel out like what my dad's mood was, where he was at. And just to like almost put these like octopus tentacles like out into the field to sense and to feel if I was going to be safe. And that was just something that I had developed as an instinct to survive, and it, it caused me a lot of, um, <laughs> a lot of trouble as I got a little older before I really had my spiritual awakening. And I was constantly like just feeling people, feeling their energy, absorbing things from other people. Like the empathy was so heightened because it was a, um, a survival mechanism that I had developed to keep myself safe. So I could like predict things that were about to happen. I could, um, feel how people felt, feel the room, feel the energy and it was so overwhelming and intense and it only came from, you know, after my spiritual awakening finding the tools and learning the language of energy to know how to like rein in this instinct to not like, not my monkeys, not my my circus, like not... Allowing my my intuition and my energy to go out and to feel out people and situations if I didn't need to. Because it would just become really draining for me. So I learned how to bring my intuition and my energy back into my own field um, to protect my energy, to manage the sensitivities that I had developed. So I just wanted to share this part of my journey with you guys to... To show you, to give you an example of how even our deepest pain, our deepest trauma, like being subject to abuse ongoing and having to feel out if I was safe or not in a situation, it developed my psychic insight and my intuition in my sense of empathy. And having all of this pain and trauma and these confusing emotions of shame and guilt and fear and sadness... How this fueled my artistry and it fueled my desire to, you know, I wasn't really a normal kid. Like, from the ages of, you know, 10, 11, 12, I was, like, deeply focused in a study with my creativity and my art going into the studio. And it wasn't because I wanted to be something. It wasn't because I wanted to get somewhere or become something that I wasn't. It was just the only way that I knew how to really be who I I actually was, without any masks, without any inauthenticity. So, you know, it makes me think about the the archetype of the um, the tormented artist, right? We've seen this a lot through media, through, you know, like uh, Van Gogh is a really good example of that. Like this tormented, mentally perhaps unstable artist ends up cutting off his ear. All of the, which if you're into like art history and this like emotional connection with art um, in this way, a really incredible movie to watch is called Loving Vincent. And oh, I got chills when I said it because it's literally one of my favorite movies. I was like one of, the, one of the two like nerds who just went by myself to the movie theater to, to watch it when it came out. And it's the first ever um, completely oil painted movie um, retelling in a dramatized way the life and the art and the story of Vincent van Gogh it's so freaking good. It's like over 150,000 oil paintings, something like that, like 60 plus artists. It's an incredible movie. But I digress. So, go watch it. Let me know how you guys like it. But we think about these archetypes of artists who are the the twisted, the tormented artists and how it's so common that like, you know, even with musicians, that these troubled people produce the most incredible artwork and music and writings and you know there are countless stories of of artists just throughout the the ages who have held this um this energy and this archetype and why do you think that is it's because it is in our our pain and our trauma and our emotion and our anger our sadness like all of these deep complex emotions of of what it means to be human that fuels our greatest creations and like i said in the beginning i believe there are a lot of artists out there who they chose to incarnate into a really light and beautiful reality and then they get to anchor in the beauty of these like the the love of life the light of life the higher planes like they their mission is to anchor that frequency in and it as i'm speaking i'm seeing it's like it's kind of like two different types of artists two different things where it's like one artist is like their they're like clouds they're like rain they're 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 originating from like the higher energies of like this light like the sunlight the rays shining down on the earth the rain falling down and inspiring um beauty on the earth and the growth of the earth and then there's artists like I'm one of them where we are planted in the earth and our roots are growing deep into the darkest corners of this existence and from that we're able to grow and shine and blossom and share beauty and I think this is why a lot of highly artistic highly creative people are also prone to addiction they're prone to depression to um to imbalances in their their emotions, because when we don't have an outlet as artists and creatives to express our emotions, our pain, our trauma, and our experiences, when we're not channeling that into something beautiful, into our art, into our creations then it's like just this well of creative energy that is also like deeply rooted in pain a lot of times and we don't know what to do with it and so we get really creative about sabotaging ourselves about involving ourselves in unhealthy patterns and addictions relationships and dynamics to just find a way to create something out of all of this hardship And so, you know, this is why my belief that as an artist, you know, this artwork and this, this expression that you have, it comes from the deepest places within you. And I've seen this time and time again, like reflected back to me, like I think about plant medicine ceremonies where... I'm going into some really deep gnarly shit, some really deep, intense trauma, sexual abuse, past life, ancestral um, pain and suffering and I'm going into it and I don't know why I'm going so deep into the darkness and it feels like just like this terrifying journey of just opening up all of this um, this this uh, darkness within me. And I'm like, why am I going into this like, ah and then i keep going and i keep going and then it's like i get to the bottom of it i get to the center the root of it i heal and shift what needs to be healed and felt and embraced and reintegrated in these experiences and then waiting at the bottom of these experiences like a glittering gem is some kind of inspiration is some kind of beauty And that's usually, after I've gone through a process like that, is usually when the vision for a painting just strikes me. And it's like, I'm putting together all of the, um, the symbology of the experiences and the emotions that I've gone through, and I'm seeing it depicted as an image with its symbolism and, um, yeah, and just all of that, (laughs) and and it's in those really deep, intense experiences that I get to that place where all of a sudden, like, a vision opens up, and I see the representation of this pattern once I've healed it, and all of my most powerful paintings and creations have been birthed this way, like, 100% of the time, and it's kind of always been like that for me, even growing up. And if you guys haven't seen some of my earlier work, um, you can go to my website, uh, danawilcher.com, and look in the past work or the, it's called the gallery. Um, Look in the gallery and scroll down to the bottom. I have a sequential like um, order of artworks that I've created since I was like 11 years old, all the way up to the present, and you can see like it, it, it's almost haunting for me to look back at these artworks and this evolution because you can see where I was just deep in my technical study, painting women and children, getting really attuned with oil painting techniques, airbrushing, acrylic, pencil, pen, and like really putting in my study with these, um, with these styles, with these mediums and subjects and how they're mirroring this unexplainable um feeling that I was going through at that time like a lot of those paintings that I created when I was younger were very like haunting were very they weren't happy they had muted colors they were deep and they were uh, pretty intense and then you see how it's like my my art has really mirrored my healing journey and then you know, you'll see in the timeline of this artwork, there's like this explosion of color, this abstract expression, and then it slowly formulates and gets more and more clear and specific into developing into the style that I have now, which merges a lot of different techniques and colors and mediums that all come together to express the um, the symbolism of healing through my deepest traumas and my deepest pains so if you are an artist of any kind if you're a creator and especially if you've experienced trauma and you're wondering like well you know I just want to be happy like why am I going to keep going into this stuff why would I want to heal this like what is in this for me to go into you know I can't say that I can't possibly say that everyone operates the same way and every artist is the same but I have found it to be true that the more courage that we cultivate and the more we are willing to go into our darkness and our shadow and feel and experience and embrace the most painful things that we've been through you won't even expect how it's going to blossom in your artistry how you're going to find this this courage and this strength and this um, this deep connection with your art that is unshakable, which, you know, then if people don't like your art, if people don't understand it, it doesn't matter because of how deeply connected you are to it and how you see what you've had to go through in order to create the beauty that you create. So I hope this episode was inspiring for you guys that there is light in the center of the darkness when it comes to you know finding your deepest gifts in the pain and you experienced it all for a reason. Especially if you are a spiritual artist of any kind, of any medium in this day and age. It's like there's this wave of artists that have entered the planet And who have matured at this time, who, and I'm getting chills full body as I'm saying this, whose mission it is to inspire the world to look at our healing. Because as we heal, society heals, the earth heals. And so this, as artists, as spiritual artists, this is our way of bringing light and healing and awakening to the earth. Because as we have the bravery and the strength to go into our own experiences and to create beauty and inspire people from that space and awaken something in the deepest parts of them, then it just, it sends this like ripple of awakening and inspiration out into the world. So I just want to remind you that you are so brave, that you are so creative and There is no part of you and your expression and your creativity that is unworthy, that is bad. It is all beautiful. All right, you guys. This was such a great episode. I'm so glad I got to tune in with you today. And I will see you in the next episode. Mwah! Thank you so much for joining me today on the Awakening Artist Podcast. I hope you got so much value from this episode. And if you enjoyed listening today and would like to hear more, be sure to subscribe for weekly episode releases. You can find me on Instagram at Dana Wilcher for more inspiration, art, and tips. And if you would like to ask me a question directly or join my inner circle where I share more wisdom, stories, and tips, shoot me an email at danawilcher12 gmail.com. Love and blessings. I will see you all soon.